0: In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, episode 28, Everything is Not As It Seems. Uh, I'm Andrew Langer. Jerry Rogers. And you know, it's it's one of those things where this could be a conspiracy theory-minded show. I'm sure it is not going to be. Or as Jerry would say, right, this is what every day, every day this could be the way well, it is. Jerry. Every
1: day it's not what it seems to be because of the changing of language, changing of issues, uh, the gaslighting, the media telling you. It's as if we live in some cheap dystopian uh, novel that's not even great reading, but so ridiculous that
0: it could never even make it to be a Netflix show, but we're actually living it in reality. And we're going to be joined in the next couple of weeks by Jim Carter, who works uh, for a a new think tank that's out there to talk about the recession. so we're going to talk about that today. Here's the thing, you know, and, you know, so let's get into it. We haven't done it. I want to break down the show uh, today. I want to get into it. So let's go right into ripped from the headlines ripped from the headlines you know on that theme jerry of it it being everything not being as it seems the one of the prevailing stories today and certainly one of the prevailing stories in the media is all of these trump endorsed candidates uh winning their primaries so we're recording this uh the the day after what primaries in uh arizona in um in missouri uh in Maryland. michigan right Maryland. Well, Maryland was, was a couple of weeks ago uh, and they still haven't finished counting the votes, which is, which is crazy by the way. Um, But but can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, please.
1: I I think the best way to reassure Americans that the vote is legit is to have the vote completed over several hours, not several weeks.
0: It has to be. I mean, I mean but, but,
1: but what what like, is this what is this change when you and I were kids and we were watching the returns on whatever network was uh, hosting it uh, we would know that evening right. who was president who was senator who was governor well
0: and we literally have to wait weeks until well, and, they and because winner. right and because one of the pro- I mean, which is insane right because we're talking about we it is now 2022 this shouldn't be this hard to do but we are still operating our elections as though we were in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, all right. It used to be, obviously, that you would have absentee voting, but you had to have specific reasons for voting absentee. And so we had very few absentee ballots and very rarely would those make a difference in the election. And even if they did, there were so few of them, they could be counted immediately, right? You just go and break them open and let's go and, 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 and do that. Now we've got all of this early voting and voting by mail and early voting should also be easy because the early votes, if they're if they're done on a an actual voting machine, um, you know, they could be, all you to go and do is tally up the voting machine. But with all of the mail in ballots, this changes things, and so it's we are now back to a situation where we're now back in the early uh, uh, 19th century, late 18th century, where it would take weeks if folks were you know if it, to get the results because the ballot boxes had to come from somewhere. Let me ask you a question, Andrew. Were you? Uh, Did you vote in the primary in your state? Um, No, because we did not have a my my candidate was running on a post. All right. So. We did. Yeah. And it was interesting. So we
1: went in there and I said, you know, Gerald Rogers and they asked me my address uh, and. They asked me my party affiliation too, which I thought was a strange question. Well, regardless. Well, wait, 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 wait. But did you have to get a, did they, they handed you a paper ballot, right? Yeah. But, but ostensibly it, it, it would already be, uh, listed on my, uh, on my entry. Well, I think because Erica, just, just Erica sure. wasn't asked that question. That's weird. Okay. That's, yeah. So it's struck, right. So they, they asked Erica, what's your name? Erica Rogers. Your address. Here's my address. Okay. Here's your, here's your, um, here's your ballot. I said the same thing, you know, Gerald Rogers, my address. And he asked me my voter re- registration. I thought it was a strange question. But here's the thing. I asked him, I said, You're not gonna ask for my license or or identification? And he said, No. And I said, Well, how do you know I'm Gerald Rogers from my address? He says, Well, you know your address.
0: <laughs> well,
1: any anyone could know my address. Sure,
0: of course. Yes. And then the and Amazon delivery guy knows then, your address.
1: And then I said, Well, what if um what if I changed addresses or what if two Gerald Rogers come in uh, today? He said the second Gerald Rogers would have to cast a provisional ballot. And I said, would you ask that Gerald Rogers for an ID? He said, no. And I said, well, then at the end of the day, then how do you, how do you justify the two Gerald Rogers with no identification? Right. Which ballot do you count?
0: He said he, he couldn't answer the question. Well, and, and, and time out for a second, Jerry, because so we do have voter ID in Virginia, which is good. So I have to show ID in Virginia. But uh, but, you know, it leads into and there's a whole other thing I wanted to talk about. But this gets into everything that we're talking about here. Right. Which is, again, the redefinition of things. Right. Redefining yeah. recession, redefining women. Uh, now we're redefining, you know, on the fly who can vote at any particular point in time. It's all very it's all very fluid. Um, But here's where I wanted to go with with all of this, which is, I mean, well, actually, let's pull further on this thread, because this gets into something you and I were talking about yesterday on the phone, Jerry, with regards to COVID-19 and public policy and the undermining of public health, right? All of these things. Now, again, whether it's by design or whether it is completely unintentional, they all have the same result, which is the undermining of public confidence in major institutions, and that's yes. a problem for the republic. Sorry, go ahead, Jerry. Because no, it is your it, thing yesterday. It's
1: it is a problem for the republic, and the interesting thing is, and again, to one of the Andrew and Jerry uh, rules of politics, uh, this is something that the left has has thrown out at the republicans that they are undermining the presidency right smashing norms and here we are in reality and they are actually smashing norms look in just the last several months we've had the left attack the supreme court right the united states senate the electoral college uh in terms of constitutional institutional attacks but also they're attacking uh the filibuster uh, and, 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 and other such things it's, it's, again, yeah, it's, it's not, very, it's
0: not what it seems. There was a piece that was put out in the last couple of days. I want to say it was yesterday. Republicans are playing the long game and rewriting the constitution, right? <laughs> As though now there is the move for the convention of the States, which is a horrible, no good, terrible of course, idea. But but that is really about, it's not about rewriting the constitution in the way that the Democrats want to rewrite the constitution but it is about buttressing certain things. I mean, at least ostensibly. Right. It's the, about- the, the,
1: the, the Fifth Amendment movement, is it called, or Tenth Amendment movement now? I forget. The, is it, well, the, the, the Tenth Amendment. Well, regardless, the ostensibly, it is so we could pass a balanced budget right. amendment. There's the, the balance budget. Yes, right, go, go ahead. You go, no, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, the the, the challenge is, is that uh, once you have a convention of the states you have no limit. There's no, you can't go into it saying uh, we have this limited agenda. Well, there is. Once some, you is open some... up a constitutional convention,
0: anything goes. There is some question about that, but but we're I don't want to don't want to lose this. I mean, let's be let's be real here. The, the folks there there are folks who want to do they want a balanced budget amendment. Some of them want uh, the right to keep and bear arms explicitly defined. Uh, other folks want uh, better definitions in terms of the Fifth Amendment and property rights. So there are things that they want to do that actually buttress and return the the, the vision of the Constitution back to way the way it was originally as a, as a government of limited powers. What the left is conveniently forgetting is that there is a movement to redefine the Constitution in terms of individual rights and abortion rights and and to get rid of the Second Amendment and to get rid of the First Amendment and all of these All of these things, you know, I had a discussion, Jerry, over the weekend with somebody online. And yes, I swore I would not get dragged into these things, but I did. Uh, uh, Someone had posted um, that uh, uh, proved to me that the Constitution is not satire, Um, which is a trolling statement. But I'm like, you know something, I'll take the bait on this one. Um, I can prove it. The person said, how? I said, well, look at the Federalist Papers. All of that effort expended by three people with markedly different views, John Jay, um, James Madison, and Alexander Hamilton, who had three very different approaches to constitutional governance, all advocating for the same thing and spending a lot of time and effort to convince a whole hell of a lot of people to ratify this document. And and ostensibly, um, you know, this person I chatted for a while, and what it became clear is that what this person really wanted to do was they want to replace the Constitution with some, no joke, some form of uh of of elitist stalinism uh founded in veganism i mean it was just, anyway it was it was just the way it is. So to sort but my point is to say that the left doesn't want to rewrite things you know all you have to do is look at everything that the left is doing and s- to see that they have no right who was it it's the guy from msnbc uh, ellie mistel who says the constitution is trash.
1: Yes, that's right. You know, yes. trash.
0: Um, yep. So, so the idea that this is not somehow going down the other road, but but my my point in raising the election issue, Jerry. Yeah. Talking about all of this stuff and talking about everything not being as it seems is that one of the prevailing themes apart uh, in the leftist media this morning uh, is that uh, a bunch of election deniers won last night. Trump supporters. You know, the, the cult of Trump is still alive and well, and a bunch of election deniers, however that term gets defined, uh, won their primaries last night. Can you be ignoring that setting aside choices in primaries, the reality is, and we have saw this in Maryland certainly, uh, Democrats are spending huge sums of money to ensure that that A, Trump supporters or those that Trump supported get elected, and those who have raised some legitimate, some illegitimate questions about the election of 2020, that those folks are winning their elections. And so to sort of proffer this idea that, you know, generically that uh, the cult of Trump is alive and well, uh, and ignoring the fact that Democrats are pumping huge sums of money to make sure that, that uh, the cult of Trump is alive and well, uh, that, is, that is, again, part and parcel of this idea that everything is not quite as it seems, right?
1: Of course, it also shows that the left uh, doesn't hold the moral high ground. You cannot say that candidate X endorsed by Trump uh, is a danger to democracy. Right. And then you uh, invest uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into making sure candidate X is on the ballot. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's number one. Number two, there, 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 are, there, there are a handful of Democrats who are trying to call this out. Um, uh, uh, Axelrod uh, uh, President Obama's uh, chief Strategist Um, what's his first name Axelrod's first name Uh, is Mark Axelrod Yeah well anyway he's he's been Very very uh, clear on this But but here's the David Axelrod sorry David Axelrod but here but here's The challenge though and that is This is not again this is Not this is A tactic that Is used often In politics you uh, you try to promote the weaker candidate. Yes. Uh, famously in Missouri, uh, Senator McCaskill, right, yeah. uh, had put money into the Republican primary uh, to make sure it was a Todd Aiken that know, yeah. wackadoo was the candidate, and he was. The difference today is is that this isn't promoting. Again, put on your "I'm a Democrat, I'm a progressive" uh, 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 hat. Uh, They're not promoting the they're promoting uh, an agenda. They're promoting a a way of thinking that they believe is dangerous to the Republic. And so, again, how can you believe anything a Democrat says when when the Democrat says uh, that Donald Trump is a danger to the Republic? He's denied the election. He's an election denier. The big lie. Right. And then you go out and, and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get his platform uh, to the top of, uh, of the ticket in
0: several and, states. And at some point in time, that boomerangs against them. Right. And, and, well, I, mean, and I, I, I you would think so. Yeah. But here's the problem. No one holds the Democrats
1: to account. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, look, look, we're in the midst now of this Chuck Schumer, Joe Manchin deal, uh, the reduction. Uh, the infl- what is it? The inflation Reduction Re- inflation Act, Reduction Act. Uh, has nothing to do with uh, reducing inflation. Right. Uh, in fact, it's going to uh, spike energy prices and costs to consumers. It's going to limit access in terms of health care. Uh, it, it is a horrible, no good, uh, bad piece of legislation. And yet, not one reporter, for instance, Chuck Todd, Uh, Or uh, uh, Jake Tapper, uh, they have Joe Manchin on the program, and no one asks Joe Manchin or any other supporter. By the way, you're going to uh, limit access to medicines for seniors. Do you think this is a worthwhile cost saving Even ask the question.
0: Yeah, no, I. No no, no one
1: asks the question. How how is this going to when you dump 740 billion dollars into the economy? Uh, we know that uh, the government spending, government dollars, is what helps spike inflation. Well, how will this uh, reduce inflation? No, no one asked the question.
0: I want to. I want to come back to that. I don't want to. I don't want to leave this this um, election stuff yet because, you know, we were talking about Maryland. But,
1: but answering your question, you know, will it boomerang?
0: I. The, no, it won't. No. Well, I mean, well, no, it won't. Because um, there's no one to hold them accountable. Well, it will help in terms of talking points. Well, I want but I want to, I want to come back to that. My, you know, one of the things that gets me, and we, because we haven't talked about this uh, since, well, I guess we talked about it a little since the Maryland primary. It, it, part and parcel of all of this is the. It's not. It's the opposite of magical thinking. It is the self fulfilling prophecy, right? If you are someone who. Yes. Refuses to endorse once you lose a primary um, or you refuse to support somebody um, because they 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 won their primary and your candidate lost and then you're out there proclaiming to the high heavens that that candidate can't win. Well, yeah, that's the way it works. It's 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 again, it's along the lines of when they passed Obamacare saying, okay, we're going to we're going to. Mandate that everybody has to get this product, uh, and we're gonna offer massive subsidies for you to buy this product if you can't afford it. You can't then turn around and and tout as a measurement of success when people buy that product. I mean, you know, that's that's not the way right. it works, it's not a measurement of success. Um, and, and so <laughs> I'm I'm deeply bothered by this. Um, you know, and, and you know, disappointed obviously in my friend Kelly Schultz um because also because she cannot she cannot run for office again yeah kelly schultz of course
1: is the uh, uh was the hogan pick his successor uh for governor in the state of maryland and she ran a absentee
0: campaign and I, well no no i see okay let's i don't think she ran an she absentee did. campaign of course she did well, i don't think she did i, I but think she, I defend that though well because she was out there she was no she wasn't yes she was she, she was out there meeting and, people she was andrew, doing events
1: andrew she she did she she had a, what in in the business she the campaign she would show up every so often at someone's house or at some kind of 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 event uh that was uh that was uh that was staged. Jerry,
0: she, was, she was out there doing, doing, you know, hand pressing. No, the flesh. she I don't never know. did any. No pancake breakfasts. None of that. Well, no, no, no. I well, I'm, you, okay, you I are looking at it two different ways. I mean, I think she was out there pressing the flesh at, at metro stations. I, I think. I, no, was. I think she. Was. That, that's my whole point. She wasn't. No, no, I believe she was, but my, but my point is, my, my point is this, Jerry. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't understand. Jerry, I don't understand how you can say that when she literally wasn't at the train stations. I believe she was Jerry. I've, I've seen pictures of her at train stations shaking, uh, so, shaking so, hands with people.
1: So, so that's, that's that's my point. That that's called a
0: rose garden. So you 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 go to one train station, you take a couple of pics, no, but, and, then you, okay. and then you send it out. But but okay, but Jerry, I, I all right, you you're saying you defining this as, as pan- I don't know offhand if she did pancake breakfast, and it's one sort of definition of looking at this. But we're, we're you're missing you're missing the the greater point here, right? The the greater point is is that Larry Hogan should have been out there doing. Yes, this and he was he was absentee. That, well, that's the whole yeah, thing He too was, was he wasn't
1: even in town,
0: even on was, election day. He was and, in. And so, if in Colorado. I'm Kelly Schultz, this is my point. If I'm yeah. Kelly Schultz, and I have hitched my wagon to this star that is clearly flagging, um, and and empirically. She has to know that Larry Hogan is never going to be president of the United States. Um, Yeah, but, you know, you you and I have talked about this, and that is there is this very strange
1: cult of Hogan. Sure. uh, In uh, in certain circles uh, in the GOP in Maryland, as small as that is, you know, Larry Hogan said last week or in the last couple of weeks that Republicans are 20 percent of the electorate. And only X percentage showed up on primary day. So really only 2% of Marylanders uh, chose Dan Cox, the winner of the, of the Republican primary. Uh, only 2% of voters supported Dan Cox. And again, my thinking is, uh, there's a two to one, uh, two and a half to one advantage for Democrats. So why are you doing everything Everything. Uh, to hurt Republicans. Remember this. So this is Dan, Dan Cox is running, but there's all, there's
0: also down ticket. But 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 back to the central point, which is again about the self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. If there are only you know a handful of Republicans voting in the primary, what are you doing, Mister Governor, to to make this happen, to change this? You are the person responsible for this. And so I, I guess what I come back to is. I, I you're right I mean some of this has to do with the cult of Hogan and we've seen this with you know friends of ours who are sort of there down There, there are people I think in the state
1: of Maryland close to the governor uh, who believe the governor is going to become president as ridiculous as that may, might, might sound
0: but in the end right you know if I'm Kelly Schultz and I've had this moment where I have been essentially okay I'm not going to say humiliated um let's just say I yeah, mean, she got was, crushed. He, he crushed she was crushed crushed at the polls crushed in this election i i'm i've got to be thinking why am i why am i looking and i'll tell you i'll say this i will say this too i think kelly schultz is a is smarter than larry hogan right i i i i and frankly <laughs> except i think, La- except larry hogan got himself elected well okay but she couldn't remember remember but larry hogan Folks have to remember, Larry Hogan did two things. Yes, Larry Hogan built that grassroots organization, which he didn't do anything with once he became governor. Right. Certainly didn't do anything to help Kelly Schultz. But the other part of this is Larry Hogan was running against two incompetent candidates. You know, one arguably the the the, the successor candidate more okay incompetent than, than the not, prior not,
1: one. not to overfocus on Maryland politics, sure. but the but the fact of the matter is, Dan Cox is a flawed candidate, uh, and and Kelly Schultz couldn't get within 10 points of them.
0: Yes, because, but, but again, right, because the governor didn't do, the governor didn't do anything to capitalize on that enormous popularity. Yes, to that's get out there And 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 remember, you know, looking at it, keep in mind, and, and Peter Francho, again, we don't want to focus too much on Maryland. This is the last thing I think we'll say about this. Peter Francho suffered from this as well. Which is, if you look at what the electorate is thinking, the majority of Marylanders think the state was on the wrong track. Yeah. And also, when that the, happens.
1: There's a broader point here that yeah. you can apply to national politics or to regardless of where our listeners are from. Uh, in both the in Maryland, this is a good lesson for for those who follow politics. Uh, in Maryland, all the polling leading up to both the Democrat primary and the Republican primary, all the polling had a huge a huge segment of the primary voter public undecided yes and right. so when you go into und- so if kelly schultz was the favorite peter franco was the favorite when you have you know better than 10% of uh, the electorate undecided that's that's telling you that the the so-called establishment favorite is going to lose
0: yeah yeah
1: you know and that's true which is why it makes me i worry When I see these national Senate races uh, where you have, you know, like in Pennsylvania, uh, my goodness, uh, the Republican candidate, Dr. Oz, uh, he's unable to beat some. Right now, the polling in Pennsylvania is terrible. Why? Because Dr. Oz cannot cannot take a principled stand. The guy he's running against is in the hospital recovering from a stroke. Yeah. And my point is, and this was Kelly Schultz's problem. This is also a Republican problem. uh Largely, and that is, you have to have the courage of your convictions. Absolutely. If you're pro-life, pro-gun, be it. If you're not, then don't be it. And the problem, the problem with Kelly Schultz was, was that she was afraid to take any strong position on issues that matter
0: to the Republican vote. that's just it. And to find right in in a year in which you know the, the Republicans are being motivated by a lot of these cultural issues. And how we're focusing on things in the post-pandemic world, namely education, right? And you and I have talked about this. The way that Dan Cox wins, if he's yeah. if he's going to have any chance of winning, is to get involved in the local school board races and going. And I think that's true
1: for campaigns. I think that's true for any Republican candidate. Again, you started this segment off talking about how uh, the primaries, and in several instances uh, on the Senate on the Senate side, on the on the House side, uh, pro Trump. Trump endorsed candidates have have won the day. Yeah. For them, the race has to be about local issues. And it has to be, I would argue right now, the biggest issue uh, for swing voters uh, is the failed public school system and how the public schools are about indoctrination and not about critical thinking. That's the key
0: to win swing voters. Well, about indoctrination and, and also, how they failed our students during the pandemic. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So and, and again,
1: it, can, can you believe? So, Erica uh, on her Facebook memories today uh, wrote something about, or no, no, you and I were doing a uh, podcast. Okay. And the podcast was about uh, one of the topics we covered uh, 10 years ago, two, uh, two years ago, rather. It feels
0: like 10 years <laughs> two ago. Two
1: years ago uh, was that in Montgomery County, The uh, Democrats were trying to keep the private schools from reopening, and I can't believe it's only been two years. And that the 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 fact that teacher unions and mostly Democrats kept our schools closed should be everyone should be leading with that issue. And unfortunately,
0: a lot of folks aren't. Well, you know, it's interesting. Because it's it it, some of this comes down to message discipline and and be able to uh, to to focus on things without having the media distract and derail you. Also,
1: Andrew, you make a brilliant point here. It's it's message discipline. It's also the fact that there are so many hangers on. All of these, uh, all of these less than talented political consultants yeah, the consultant who get class. who get hired by these uh, congressional candidates by the, and they offer the worst kind of inside the belt way make no mistake uh, it's like a prevent defense in football uh, strategy and you always lose yeah. always I remember look just one one personal story I worked for a guy in 96 and um, and back then <laughs> the big issue Believe it or not, in swing districts was the federal uh, federal um, uh, minimum wage. Part of my stutter. And uh, and essentially, uh, essentially, uh, it was to raise the the wage by a dime. It wasn't. And my guy, we had a union district and he was neither here nor there. Uh. He He was afraid to say no, because the Republicans and that sort of thing, his base, but afraid to say yes or vice versa right and and i remember him holding you know being on the fence and i can i i was i was 20, i was 27 at the time and i said to him a congressman you have to just take a position take a position and stick to it i said because either way they're going to kill you on this yeah and the more the more you the longer you wait it won't make a difference what your position is and i remember him telling me what do you know i've hired so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. Uh, by the way, uh, 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 our friend uh, uh, Kelly uh, Fitzpatrick yeah. was, on that, was on that campaign. Interesting. And uh, she was our, one of our pollsters. And anyway, long story short, um, he eventually endorsed, endorsed the uh, measure, and he still got clobbered. He still got clobbered with the he wouldn't give a dime to working men. Working, working women. And even though he and then he took the position so late, he ended up getting clobbered by conservatives who wouldn't vote for him. So because he didn't take it. Now, regardless, he should have taken a stand one way or the other and then just defended it. Part of the problem here is that Republican consultants will not let their candidates take positions which then hurts them in, in the general election. So I want to um, hold on. I want to open this that, up. That was fr- Frankly, that was the, as you're looking for this, yeah. that was the, that was the, I think the last nail in the coffin that got Kelly Schultz defeated in, in Maryland when the Dobbs decision came out and she was asked, yeah. you know, and, and she just equ- equivocated in the weakest m- manner and, and Cox gave a very straightforward Cox's answer was said, I, I, I joined politics, got involved in politics because I'm
0: pro-life. Well, her, her response was, well, as governor, I won't do a thing. Well, but it was, it was that. And then she, she, but again, it gets down to what you're saying about sort of this, this defense offense kind yeah. of way of looking at it, yeah, which yeah. is, as we've talked about, Kelly has a very compelling life story uh, in with regards to this and she should have led with, Yes. You know, I I have I've been left. in this
1: circumstance.
0: Yeah, I yes. So 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 don't know,
1: lecture man. me, Mr. media person. Don't lecture me. Don't right. give me a leading question. It, let me tell you what it's like to be a single mom. Let me tell you what it's like exactly. to be a that's So exactly, don't how dare exactly. you. How dare you uh, ask me this question to somehow imply that I'm not uh, I'm not in tune with the uh, women of Maryland. Shame on you. But that wasn't right. a response.
0: Oh, and and by the way, love the supposedly pro-life activists who are going to refuse to support dan cox going into this election but let's let's say let, let, uh, here's here's where i'm gonna go getting back to what you're talking about in terms of what's going on in pennsylvania yeah. uh here is john fetterman uh talking <laughs> about men playing in uh, um yes men playing in women's sports let me go here it's pennsylvania u.s senate race yeah Do you believe women should be allowed to play on women's sports teams at the youth, youth through college level? Yes. Do you believe transgender women should be allowed to play on women's sports teams at the youth, youth through college level? Yes. Do you believe- there we go. All right, well and I guess they just they repeat that a couple of different times. Uh, well, again, we I, I, mean, I I'm interested
1: to know this, is that from the Oz campaign or is that just out there in conservative uh, media?
0: No, it's not from the Oz campaign, that's from the RNC.
1: Well, Uh, again why isn't it why isn't dr oz going from gas station to diner to beer store that's something too is is if you if you want to win in pennsylvania hell if you want to win in 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 western maryland you got to go to the places where your voters are yeah you got to go you dr oz needs to be at uh, we you and i talked about this once before yeah we talked about if um a democrat was to beat Donald Trump. Yes. This was before the pandemic hit. And you and I talked about how a conservative democrat or a working person's democrat could win by just going to all of the all the VFW halls and the and the dive bars and the gas station right. gas station restaurants. Uh you know, and, and we have even you know Western Maryland you go to a you go to a gas station at the gas station it's the post office and the pizza shop. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, where, that's where Dr. Oz needs to be. That's where Herschel Walker needs to be. That's where all of these, uh, all these Republican candidates uh, for U.S. Senate, who the mainstream establishment says are weak candidates, they need to get out of, their, uh, of the shadow of their consultants and get to where the swing voter is.
0: Right. Well, not even the, the not even the swing voter. I mean, you know, well, the swing voters, the independent voters, but also you've got to make sure that you're making that your base is energized enough to get out and win these right. elections. Um, and that's that that that's you know, otherwise, again, it becomes a a self right. uh, fulfilling prophecy. And the thing
1: is, too, is no no Republican is going to win with a cookie cutter rose garden campaign where you have limited contact with the actual voters. Right. You can just you got to roll your sleeve. You know, I have a question for you. I've been thinking about this, and it's, it's, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. We don't really have a script, but there was a time in our lifetimes, Andrew, where uh, where if a local politician showed up, it was neither here nor there. You know, maybe you liked him, maybe you didn't, but there was no visceral, angry, or, oh, angry or, yes. or 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 any kind of like cultish response to it. And uh, and I say this because. Again, there was a time when like if like in New York City, if uh if the Ed Koch showed up someplace, whether you liked him or not, politically, you liked Ed Koch. He was a good yeah, guy. Of course, that's, right? was that's a, my point. Like we now, didn't okay. we didn't like today. I mean, I if I were to run for office, I'd be afraid to show up at these parades because they almost the it, it demeans the, the presence of the politician demeans the parade. Uh, oh, my fourth of july celebration fireworks was great fun uh a go-go band you know a dc go-go band was playing and uh but then but then the politicians showed up yeah the county council and uh mark earl rich who is the uh democrat uh executive county executive and it just put a damper like like, what's he doing here? And he talked about Dobbs Dobbs decision. And he talked about the uh the, the, the Supreme Court. And I'm like, why is he here saying these things? On the fourth of July. On the fourth of July. Yeah. And again, my my if I were if I were running a campaign today, I'd run it so different than how we ran campaigns. In the '90s, I I wouldn't do the parades. I wouldn't do uh,
0: Fourth of July festivals. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait time out for a second because this is what we're just talking about here. So, I mean, but essentially, how is that different than what Kelly Schultz did then?
1: No, because she—that's what she did do. She went to these kind of cookie cutter events, oh,
0: Rose Garden cookie cutter. Events. Yeah, yeah. What I, I
1: would do is if I if I were if I were um, Kelly Schultz or any Republican candidate. I would go to the dive bars. I'd go to the VFW halls. Sure, I get it. With, with no press, just with my people. Let me buy you a beer. Uh, I, I'd, go, I, I'd go to where people are, not so much where these you, events are held.
0: Listen, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this because we could go down. You, I, you don't think that that would also be seen as intrusive in the same way that Mark Elbert showing up at a Fourth of July event? You know, if, uh, you, if, if Kelly Schultz showed up at a dive bar in Western Maryland that folks might see, think that that was a little odd? Um,
1: but that's not odd, but if she couldn't show up at a dive bar, then she'd know that she shouldn't be running for office.
0: Yes. I mean, listen, I I think, you know what I mean? No, I, I, well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it. I think, you know, but to me, I think it comes down to, you have to be genuine, right? And that's, that's, I think, yes, you you know, yes, I think that is part of the the difference is yes, that's right. spot. A, a phony and folks can spot a politician you have to be who you are and you can't put on a facade for you know for the general public
1: also i mean look in in, in the state of maryland the bottom line is is that larry hogan had, had zero coattails uh when he ran for when he took office in 2015 uh there were 51 51 delegates republican delegates yeah. in the, in the state house when he ran four years later uh they they lost eight seats nine seats um they they had their drive for five to get five additional senators cool. so it wouldn't be a veto-proof majority in, in the state senate and he, and they couldn't do it right. and so for kelly schultz i've been critical of how she campaigned but but to your point i think you're i think you're you're you get it mostly right in terms of why she lost and that is
0: I think Hogan was a drag. Well, Hogan was a drag, and, yeah. I, and I, no, but I think you're also correct in the fact that she was she was very badly advised.
1: Yes, yeah, so so yeah. running a, a yeah.
0: defense offense strategy was not was not yeah, going to yeah. win this election. And it, it, this it, is and true
1: I'm, again for our listeners in New York, New Jersey, and everywhere else. If 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 you're the Republican candidate, can't win by playing prevent defense. Right, you got to get in there and engage. And you're right. You got to pick your issues. And it, even if your issue is controversial or somehow provocative uh, by by defined by the mainstream media, stick to it. Right.
0: Stick right. to your guns. And and, and yes, yeah, so you have to be you have to you have to believe what you believe and be able yes. to articulate. And this is time. why
1: I think the left rolls us uh, in terms of these big cultural fights is because they actually believe what they right. they actually believe what they say.
0: Yes, and 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 it's and it's magnified by the popular press already Let me ask you
1: another question, please. Be, and, and again, not to, but there are a lot of Republicans who have gone or conservatives who have gone. Uh, Trump broke their brains. We talked about this. Yeah, uh, Michael Steele, uh, Bill, uh, uh, Bill Crystal, Bill Crystal, um, Dave David uh, David French, uh, and others. I mean, Jonah Goldberg. Jonah Goldberg, yes. No um what what is it what is it is it that they weren't really true believers and this is just now exposing them because how do you change you know, bill crystal supports joe biden how do you right. go from being a a conservative well, pro pro-life support the bill of this. rights
0: to this, this supporting a couple yeah. of different disturbing trends that are out there right now um which the is- money no, I mean, listen, you've talked about this, and we've talked about folks who want to be accepted on the cocktail circuit. I think there's part of it. But it's also, we do not allow people to be wrong, and we don't allow people to change their opinion on things. Uh, if they do, then they're considered flip floppers. You know, there was this whole discussion over the weekend about the, uh, the PACT bill, the, the Burn Pits bill. And how Republicans in the Senate voted for it? In, I'm glad you raised this issue because it's such a. I'm part of my language. It's such a bullshit bill. Right. Right. But but and, you what know, mean is,
1: Republicans, just for our, our audience, because you, you,
0: yeah, please, yeah, we don't want to. Assume. Our
1: audience, this is a this is a piece of legislation that would help, um, that would help uh, ostensibly uh, help uh, veterans and, and and victims of. Let me 9/11. let me hold on, let me yeah. let
0: me dial it back a little bit, real quick, because it, there's an important bit of history here. Um, I spent a lot of time talking about Jonathan Turley, you know the yes. GW law professor. And the first time I met John, Jonathan Turley was was back in the 90s. I was working for a lawyer who, who had been the assistant attorney general in charge of the environment division uh, at the Justice Department. And Jonathan Turley was suing the federal government. He was a professor at GW, but he was suing the federal government over at Area 51. Talk about conspiracy theories. Area 51 is a closed base. And, and in fact, I don't know if you know this, Jerry, do you know that you, that if you work at area 51, you can't drive there. So every day there is a plane that leaves from what used to be McCarran airport in Las Vegas, an unmarked commercial jet and people get on and they fly to area 51 in the afternoon, they fly home. Um, and, and, And so nothing comes off. And this is the base where, listen, all conspiracy theories aside, where they developed stealth technology. Uh, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works had a a facility there, and everything on that base would get burned. Any waste material would get burned. They didn't truck it anywhere. They would douse it all in jet fuel and and set it on fire. And as it happens, this stuff is incredibly toxic when it's burned. And so the workers who were there, they got sick. Several of them died. And Jonathan Turley represented them in court. And, And Jerry, it was a crazy case. This is how I first heard about it. Because the very first affirmative defense on the part of the federal government was, we deny that the facility exists, and you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> That's funny. Well, real quick, just tell, so tell us is, is what this bill does. So, so the point is, is that is that this situation has been replicated elsewhere, in that when there are military facilities and stuff is secret, or they're in a in a in a war zone somewhere, they will op- they will dump waste materials. And they will set it on fire, and they will burn it, and people got sick. And so, what this bill would do is would it would wholesale compensate. I don't know about you, Jerry, but I'm seeing ads now on TV where you would Camp Lejeune when. But here's but here's the problem with this. It's supposed to compensate. Yes, go ahead. Uh,
1: And 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 again, uh, who's the celebrity that is uh, the big spokesperson now? John Stewart. So John Stewart's all over the news on this. But here's the problem: the mainstream media, right? Uh, and the Democrats working together say, shame on you, Republicans. You vote against a piece of legislation that will offer additional health care uh, to our veterans. But, and but, to those hold on, Jerry, but
0: it starts with you voted for it first and then you flip flopped on it.
1: Right. But the problem is, and, and this is, again, if we had an honest media, the problem is, is that the Democrats loaded this thing up with all kinds of of peripheral spending and special interest spending and political junk that some Republicans had to vote as a matter of principle, had to vote no on it. Yeah. So, again, it just shows you just how 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 dishonest our public discussion is, because you can't even give it. You can't even get at the truth. Everything is a slogan. You're against veterans because you voted against. Right, this. but to get back well, to
0: your, but to get yeah. back to your question, which is that if you change your opinion on something, you know, and it goes and the opinion it, it changes goes against what the prevailing progressive mores are, then that's a problem. Let's not forget, right, that part of the issue with the leak of the, the Dobbs decision. Was that they wanted to bring pressure on at least one, if not several, members of the Supreme Court right. to change their votes on this? Uh, it's okay to get to try to get uh, Brett Kavanaugh to change his vote on Dobbs, but not okay when a senator, when Pat Toomey votes one way and then decides to vote a different way down the road. And, right. And so, you although, know, this although situation- this is not, this is not. I mean, Bill Kristol hasn't changed his mind on a single issue. Bill Crystal no, 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 has changed this his is my mind on a my, political philosophy. This is my point: is is that is that Bill Crystal and Michael Steele they are they they don't think that they can admit that they were wrong. If they admit that they're wrong, uh... it's the end of their careers. We don't we don't allow in American society today the ability for a politician or a pundit to say, you know, something, either a I was wrong or b my opinion changed over time, right? And although and although I mean,
1: more or less. I mean maybe me more than you that's what we did.
0: I was a I was sure. a loud no, no. Never, it, it's just so But Jerry I think that's what sets us apart in terms of being honest <laughs> brokers, right? Jerry, yes, Jerry. <laughs> I was I was a Trump agnostic. Um um and and and, and very skeptical. Jerry was Jerry was a, a anybody but Trump up until about a week before the election and then you know we wrote that op-ed. Right. Um, but
1: but the funny thing is if you were to chart my trumpiness it would be like anti-Trump 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 against the anti-Trumpers sure so my 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 i I was anti-Trump then anti-anti-Trumper to then pro-Trump but now again i'm back in my god bless them but please don't run again someone else has to step up i wouldn't say i'm anti-Trump but I, i i i am i am Trump weary
0: no, right no. Now. Yeah, yeah, yes. A, a, and and part of, listen, and part of that is is by design. Well, well, you know, again, I am, I'm not necessarily agnostic. I would prefer somebody other than Trump to be at the head of the ticket in 2024. Yes. Um, but that does not mean that I don't like Trump or I would not support Trump if he ran. Well, I didn't
1: say that, right? Yeah, I, yeah, you exactly. Know, yes. I
0: also think that a, uh,
1: an 81 year old, how, how old would Joe Biden be in 2024? No, I
0: have no idea. I don't know. He's
1: this 79 way. now. He'll be 80. So he'll be 80, 81. Yeah. Right. Or something right. like he'd be in his eighties. Do we really need a seventy-eight-year-old running against an eighty-year-old for president? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we don't have. I mean, th- I mean, think about this for a second. Well, I thought about
0: Jerry, remember Joe Biden will never exploit Donald Trump's youth and inexperience <laughs> for his. I thought about
1: this uh, because I read the New York Post every day, and Jerry Nadler, right, who's been yep. in Congress for thirty years, top of the hut, has a has a um, has a is in a primary now with uh, Caroline Mahoney. A big Maloney, big Democrat. They, uh, they, they, their districts have merged. Wow. And they, uh, they had a debate uh, recently and Jerry Nadler is so old. How sh-
0: old is he,
1: Jerry? He, he, he <laughs> had a sit, he had a sit on the stage <laughs> and, and he looked like a like he looked like like a Yoda or something. Job of the hut. And he he couldn't answer questions. He, he was asked questions and couldn't remember what the question was. And this is a guy who's in his uh, on on the edge of eighty. Sure. And I'm thinking to myself, take that, combine that when, and we have Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, Bravo to Nancy Pelosi uh, for going to Taiwan. Right. It was it was the right. Thing to do, hundred percent. Yes, although she too speaks in gibberish now. She's yes. eighty years old. Uh, there are clips this week of her trying to articulate uh, uh, certain uh, certain issues and and put sentences together, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. So we have a president who has limited capacity in terms of his his mental abilities. We have a Speaker of the House. Uh, who is out to lunch god bless her i she's right to go to taiwan but she 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 is she is out to lunch sure uh, and then most of our members of congress are like jerry nadler do you think they, they don't know what day it is do you
0: think if if uh if uh, republicans take control of the house and nancy pelosi is not speaker do you think she steps down do you think do you, do you think she steps down and, and then the, the way paves the way for somebody to get appointed in her stead I mean, you know, to me, that's that's what I no, would
1: do. No, no, no. You mean steps down before her gavel is taken from her? Would well, like, I mean, she, she give the gavel up to who? Steny Hoyer? He's 81. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. No, this is, my, this is my point. Is that she's going to give up. She's going to, in all likelihood, she's going to lose the gavel. So once that happens, once Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House in January, um, do you think she then steps down and and, you know, and, and get somebody to appoint you sort of goes gentle into that good night, as Dylan Thomas would say? No, I agree with you. It's not in her. I it's think my, it's a shame. Look, she she's usually she goes, when you lose the to, man, hold on, Jerry, she yeah. goes she goes back to California to spend more time drinking with her husband. What
1: happened to Newt Gingrich or other speakers of the House when they lost a the majority? They actually
0: resigned their seats yes this is yeah well certainly right this she is what she when... she stayed on as minority leader yeah this is what happened with uh was it Tip O'Neill in 94 who was it no no because no, Tip O'Neill was no it was right it was speaker right was... no 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 it was somebody from Washington State who oh was speaker Foley. yes Tom Foley yes was speaker in 94. he and he well he lost his seat though
1: oh oh, oh, oh that's Nethercut. right. cut part of the upset Yeah, had cut beat him Wow. wow how old are we we, are, we remember
0: old. that race i mean <laughs> that's you know, what so, we ought to is- you know something yeah, we ought to come election time yeah because you were were you in new jersey on election night
1: 1994 1994 i was in oh goodness yes i was in i was in. yes i was i will,
0: I will tell let me let me take a moment of personal privilege and tell the story yeah 94 i was working for the blind attorney um <laughs> uh, who happened to be and he happened to be we had a lot of folks on our Is he office. a terrorist? The Blind Sheikh. You worked yes, with the Blind, blind Sheikh? Sheik. Was that in uh is that in uh in that movie The Kingdom? I think so. Yeah, okay. A guy who lost his fingers is is you know, <laughs> Claw. Yes. So, um we had a lot of politically connected attorneys on our team, including uh, a gentleman named Ken <laughs> Melman. Uh. Um, and a bunch of folks were going off I was not particularly engaged in what was happening with Congress. And I, I got invited to go to a, some kind of an RNC party that night. I didn't go. I instead went and hung out. Do you remember Buffalo Billiards? On of Duke course. Circle? Yeah, so yeah. I was at Buffalo Billiards. With- there was one, there was one, by the way, in Arlington as well. It was still there? Because the, buff- the Buffalo Billiards was no. gone. No. So went to Buffalo Billiards and then went to a party at a friend's house and a bunch of Democrats watching the election returns come in. and And it was fascinating to watch their their expressions as the 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 you know the democrats lost their control of congress for the first time in 45 years at that point
1: yeah that's I mean, right it was,
0: it was it was insane um yeah that was that was and i by the way i vowed at that point that i was never going to spend an election night with members of the other party uh, ever again
1: uh, now, uh, in the 90s i was working for either members of congress or for State representative, So I was always at some kind of, of Republican uh, you know party in those days. And in those days we were we were winning races. yeah. Uh, in New Jersey, Christine Todd Whitman uh, uh, beat, For what it's uh, worth. beat Florio, uh, and then we uh, when I was when I was in Jersey, uh, Republicans because and again this is goes to the point of how things have changed. So Democrat governor, florio kind he was a boxer This was a kind of a this was a really a blue-collar democrat and i've met him several times uh, and he was a good guy uh he raised the sales tax in new jersey by one cent yes. five cents to six cents yes and there was a taxpayer revolt they they tp'd the state house that's because I mean, you know uh, and uh, that that really. By the way, is... that would be
0: considered an act of domestic terrorism today. Right, go ahead. And there was this uh, this uh,
1: county freeholder who had, by by a stroke of luck, won the Republican nomination for governor. I remember. No this. one no one thought that Florio would would lose. He was very popular, and this Christine Todd Whitman, by a fluke, uh, got the nomination. And began, and she and she won by like twenty thousand votes, yeah, it was very it was a squeaker, but nonetheless she won and but brought with her a a veto proof majority in yeah. both the house and the Senate, and Republicans for a short while were uh, kings and queens of New Jersey. My point is is that since that time, Republican consultants don't believe. That there could be that kind of voter unrest to really sweep in, and I know we talked about it already, but I think in states like Maryland, if the Hogan heroes got behind Dan Cox, stranger things have
0: happened. Well, this is this right, and yes, I I agree with that. But this is, you know, this to me is. The, the real damning lesson of how the Obama administration and the Democrats dealt with the Tea Party movement and what's happening today, because it ties into this other story, this I don't know if you've seen this, this leaked FBI document about symbols of domestic terrorism. You heard about this? Yeah, I, I did. You know, here's another thing too: is the but, FBI is so corrupt, yeah, yeah, the okay, DOJ that's, is that's so politicized. Point. Yeah. But time out for a second. Again, yes, because the seeds of what we saw in 2016 had been played out in the post 2010 election time, and really 2009 into 2010. Sure. You know, the Obama administration used the organs of government to discredit and and denigrate. Um, the political, the major political opposition movement, the Tea Party movement, right? Yeah. Uh, they used, and, and again, it wasn't just the IRS, but it was using um, a reporting document, you know, reporting apparatus of the White House. It was, it went so far as to, and I've talked about this on the air. It went so far as to, they spent money at the National Cancer Institute to produce a report um, uh, to discredit the Tea Party movement. Anyway, so you had that in, in, during the, the Obama administration. Then going into the 2016 election, it was Russia, 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 and the relationship between MAGA and Russia. Uh, And then right after that, for the next four years, it was about the relationship between the Trump administration and the Proud Boys and white supremacists and and white extremism. And so now you get to the point today, right, where now it's January 6th and election deniers and the big lie. And then you get the FBI releasing, and I can pull it up in a second, um the fbi releasing a list of of symbols jerry of 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 extremism of which in, included in this is my i don't know oh you can't see it cuz i have a i have a fake background um but normally i've got my my don't tread on me sign you know which i guess is now a symbol of white supremacy all of the stuff that i you know uh, that i got during the tea party movement the Ganston
1: flag but again this 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 goes back to the the start of the program and that right. is um they're redefining and 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 changing the meaning. Look, we have kind of been all over the place here, but just to 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 kind of bring this to a to a to a head, so to speak. Um, we're in a recession, but yet we're told by the media and by the new economic we got uh, into that economic class that we're not really in a recession. Yes. Um, uh, there's big ce- celebrations over this um, Al Qaeda leader right. that was killed in Afghanistan. But no one's talking about how uh, the only reason why he's in Afghanistan is because we surrendered and 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 fled Afghanistan, Also, by the way,
0: at the home of
1: a New York Times contributor. Yeah. And also remember, too, uh, Joe Biden said that there is no way that the Taliban would take control in Afghanistan. They did within days. And secondly, he promised no way will the Taliban be connected to and working with Al Qaeda. Well, there's <laughs> Al Qaeda's leader is in Afghanistan. So, but you don't hear anyone talking about how the fact that we killed him in in Afghanistan. I'm glad he's dead, and you know, and and in terms of he's a, 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 a an enemy of the of the United States, and it has and has blood on his hands. But the fact of the matter is, he should never have been where he was. Yes, but for but again, we're redefining. We're we're not we're we're being gaslit uh, again. This this mansion, I can't tell you in all my years in watching politics i'm going to say something here that's that, that, that may, may, maybe i'm exaggerating to make a point but i'm not so sure um this piece of legislation is worse than obamacare in terms of how it will disrupt the economy uh the energy uh green energy green new deal aspects of this bill will make it more expensive for working americans to heat their homes cool their homes uh, and and travel and the thing is is that get, prices are already through the roof so these added regulations and taxes that will increase energy costs we won't even know it yeah. you know this is it it's almost as if the inflation the 9.1 percent inflation is a cover for these guys to go in and do all kinds of mischief because right. prices are already high right and 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 secondly what this bill would do, what the Manchin, Joe Manchin deal will do, will limit access for senior citizens in Medicare. Uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, has made it very clear, and again, this is a nonpartisan, in fact, it probably leans left, uh, Congressional Budget Office said that the only way for, uh, for the federal government to see any savings uh, in Medicare vis-a-vis Uh, this striking non-interference or what the Democrats call uh, uh, negotiation. Medicare doesn't negotiate. Medicare interferes in prices. And so when you strike the interference clause, you allow Medicare to set prices, price controls. And the CBO has said that the only savings, if there were to be savings, is if you deny access to medicines to seniors. And so literally what this bill will do is take whole classes of medicine and make them unavailable to senior citizens. And you might say, well, I'm not a senior citizen. I'm, I get my insurance in and, and, and the private market. Well, guess what? Medicare sets the tone for formularies and right. prices in the rest of the market. So what we're talking about here is at a time when we, we're talking about vaccines and new vaccines and boosters and pandemics, we're, we, we, are, we are going to siphon investment in innovative therapies and cures and medicines. Uh, Because of this, this Joe Manchin deal. And the thing is, not one journalist. And frankly, Andrew, outside of Real Clear Health, National Review, the uh, uh, all the conservative, uh, the American great, you name uh, uh, the Federalist, no one has covered this issue uh, at all. And so which makes me think that there's so many of us who just don't
0: understand what actually happens in D.C., I, well, listen, I, I think that's true. Listen, I want to, I, I, though, I, I think our, our good friend, Phil Kirpin is, is on top of this, thankfully. And I know Phil's, Phil's been, yeah, I saw
1: Phil, Phil, Phil tweeted out something, but you know, I mean, but, and, and I know Phil, you know, it, it's a matter of bandwidth, you yes. know, we, we have Phil Kirpin and real clear health and they have ABC, NBC, sure. CNN yes. and all the rest of it.
0: Right. Hey, I want to, I want to come back to this. So this is a, a piece that was released uh, in the last couple of days. It, it was, it's uh uh, ostensibly from the FBI Domestic Terrorism Symbols Guide, uh, uh, FBI Internal Use Only, Unclassified, Law Enforcement Sensitive. They can you blow, this, can you blow this up a little bit? Because you can't really see the symbols. I, I, you know something. Let me let me see what I can do. Because um,
1: by looking at this, it looks like it's the um, the don't tread better? on me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So um, it, it it says for those of you listening, the following symbols are used by anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists. Uh, specifically what they call militia violent extremists.
1: Actually, go back, buddy. I'm sorry. I apologize. You can't see the the bottom of it.
0: No, no, no. I'm going to have to scroll down. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm reading this thing. Um, But what I I love is widespread use of symbols and quotes from American history, especially the Revolutionary War, exists within MVE networks. So now if you quote Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death, uh, that is now somehow evidence of... Of military militia violent extremists. So yeah, so the symbols that they have are something called boogaloo. I don't know what that is. Never never heard about that. The Punisher skull I've seen. Warrior culture, uh, anarcho capitalism. Uh, apparently now the Second Amendment and folks who put uh, um, you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands. That's a, 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 a evidence of military militia violent extremism. I saw somebody at the grocery store yesterday with a Molon Labe. Um, a uh, shirt, Molon Leib is Greek for come and take it, but then you get down here, commonly referenced historical imagery or quotes. Uh, the Gadsden flag, uh, the Revolutionary War, uh, imagery. So, any any
1: imagery from the
0: Revolutionary War,
1: yeah, is, is now considered by the Department of Justice, the FBI, to be a symbol for um, militia violent extremism.
0: Yes, this that's is exactly insane. it.
1: Yeah. Now, t- tell me, this isn't the and government the, redefining history and
0: redefining language and terms. Which, which is a, which is a good point, and also the Betsy Ross flag is on here for those of you who can't see it. Um, but that's and, that's and a, the, the Liberty Tree. Yeah, I mean that's a. That, but that's a, that's a, you know we talk about this right. Everything is not as it seems.
1: Well, I, and again, but this, this is what gets me crazy over this, and that is so. Where are the? Uh, Republican members of Congress, they should have press. Again, we are we are led by morons the, you got to pick a battle right. and you got to stick to it until you push, until you get some resolution. And here's the thing. Kevin McCarthy, by the way, I'll say it now, will be an absolute horror as Speaker of the House. This is a this is a do nothing congressman from California who, by the stroke of luck became major, majority leader. Right. He's, leader, Jordan, majority leader. he's
0: no Steve Scalise. No,
1: not at all. And I've met with him, you know, back in the day. Uh, I remember meeting with Kevin McCarthy's staff on the, um, on a piece of legislation that would uh, give uh, investors incentives to invest in startup firms. McCarthy yeah. couldn't care less, couldn't care less about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, not understanding how free enterprise works, not understanding, no curiosity. Now, Pat, uh, um, what was his name? The Speaker of the House, Ryan. Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Now, Paul Ryan, technocrat. Many conservatives disliked that he did the omnibus uh, spending bills, but at least Paul Ryan was intellectually curious. Sure. And he was someone who cared about ideas. Now, maybe that ultimately was what was was his downfall—that he got stuck in ideas. But the fact of the matter is, the FBI is telling. Uh, right. It's 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 uh, it's agents internally that the liberty tree, that the Revolutionary War imagery, uh, that the don't tread on me flag are symbols of hate, which
0: by Remember, the way,
1: Republican members of Congress should every single day have some kind of event to expose the FBI for the uh, for this pluralization
0: every which, day. Which, which, by the way, you know a lot of folks are not tracking with this in four years we will have the 250th anniversary of the united states of america by the way you know what they're calling it the sesquicentennial is that what they're calling it
1: yeah i i heard that there it was something different but okay what
0: good. did you what
1: did you what, what, what? i it's it, uh, someone told me and it's it's i can't even pronounce what what the what 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 this person what do you call a tweet? no 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 don't, wrong question The question is what, um,
0: how, what is America's two hundred fiftieth anniversary, or something like that? Okay. Why? 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 Wait. Okay. Well, how is that different than the question that I'm asking? Because yours was was broad. Oh, the semi. I said the the semi quincentennial. Yes, semi quincentennial. That's bizarre. Well, the, but that's what, that's what it is. I mean, it's because, okay, let me explain a quincentennial is 500 years. 500, yeah, of course. Yeah. So a semi-quincentennial is 250 years. What, what, why can't you just use a term for two a Latin term for 250? Because I, 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 I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right? I, 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 well, why do you think that would be, why do you think that would be, uh, um, why do you think that would be better? Let me, all right. How do you, is it, is it, is it, is it Latin or is that Greek? What are we going to call the 300th anniversary if we make that it would that be far? Okay, now that's it. Now, okay, now it's interesting you say that. <laughs> because, okay, true story here. Oh boy. Okay, so when I went to William and Mary as a freshman, William and Mary was on the precipice of celebrating its 300th anniversary. Oh, very nice. Okay. Uh, my class was the 300th anniversary class. So William and Mary founded in 1693, I was graduating in 1993. And I would have assumed that you would have called it a tricentennial. Okay. That's not what they called it. They called it the tercentenary. T-E-R-C-E-N-T-E-N-E-R-A-R-Y. Tercentenary. And the funny thing is that for, as as they're talking about this on campus my freshman year, I did not know what word they were saying. Because they were talking about creating a tercentenary hall on campus. And I thought it was terse t-e-r-s-e and tenery t-e-n-u-r-y as it was named for two people terse yeah. and tenery hall <laughs> yeah and so i had no idea that that's what they were calling the uh, the 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 300th anniversary the yeah, tricentennial the,
1: the, well again the the bottom line is is that there are all of these uh attempts by the administrative state by the political class to redefine issues redefine history essentially right fundamentally change America and we don't have anyone again I exaggerate to make a point but there's no organized there's no organized defense for this is okay, for, and, and for
0: our side this is what I'm getting to which is we are as I said we're on the precipice of this 250th anniversary yes and I suspect now this is the conspiracy theory I suspect that so much of this. Is designed towards having this grand rebirth of how we view American history with our 250th anniversary. You think about that 50-year span. Because I don't know about you, Jerry. I know that some of my great love of American history and the principles of what of on which America was founded is because I turned I, I was a very I was five during the bicentennial. And my parents took me to Bunker Hill. My parents took me to Williamsburg. I saw 1776, you know, all of these things I was stuffed chock full of. Now you go in Virginia to James Madison's right. uh,
1: home and there's no mention that he's the author of the constitution, right. but rather there's lots of, of revisionist history yeah. about slave and slavery and all the rest.
0: I, of I it. went to, I went to college with the person who's pushing this leftist agenda over at Madison's home Monticello and, and uh, the billionaire. Uh, no, no, no. The, the lawyer who's working on it um, mm. for him. So I, 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 I'm not surprised. Well, the, sad,
1: the, sad, the sad thing is, is that who's the, the, the money interest behind this is, it's not just James Madison's home. Uh, there's, there's, there's a billion dollar, a billion, a billion dollar yeah. interest that is looking to do this at historical sites all across the country.
0: Right. And, and, you know, and you're seeing this with our, our friends at Colonial Williamsburg and, and how that is panning out for them. I've, I've long said, um, that you know, Colonial Williamsburg should be doubling down on who they are as an organization uh, and the principles of, 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 upon which they're supposed to be educating the public, and to be become a place where conservatives should be going to learn more about these things. But instead, they're getting all wrapped around the axle with all of this woke. Well, the thing nonsense. is, is that because
1: because the again, we haven't mentioned him yet, but Fred Smith, uh, the uh, founder, former president, uh, president emeritus of the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Uh, said that the left is vertically integrated yes and and they are organized and they are well funded yeah. our side my goodness our side we had we had one presidential cycle that broke the right. conservative movement and I don't mean that conservatives who supported Donald Trump I'm saying that there is a whole class of conservatives and Republicans and establishment types who just caved and surrendered and went to the other side
0: and, and at the same time and so what hope is that all of these charlatans and grifters who who were able to sort of jump on this because you know this is the problem with not having someone who's been there and done that before is that they is that they have no ability to discern who is there because they believe in doing something and who is there because they want to get their paycheck Right. This is this, and, and you know, we certainly we saw this throughout the Trump administration with folks who were undermining what the administration was substantively trying to do, while at the same time, folks who just completely screwed up the the twenty twenty election for Donald Trump. Um. It, anyway, it, it's 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 it is uh, it is terrible. Jerry, listen, I because we were we're folks, so so you all know, um, we are. I don't have to say we're going on vacation, but we were Jerry and I are about to go and record a couple of special episodes um, for next week and the following week. Um, So we're, we're running down uh, the clock here because we got to, we got to shift over to that. Um, Jerry, when are you on uh, BAL next?
1: Uh, My Sunday show. So uh, if it's Sunday on WBAL, WBAL news radio, 1090, 101.5 1.5 out of Baltimore Uh, Sundays at seven, seven to 10 am the best talk radio in all of america (laughs)
0: there you go i appreciate that i'm not uh, doing any radio for the next couple weeks because again i am about to go on vacation uh but jerry i know you want people to plant their feet find the truth it's getting more difficult to do so but find the truth plant your feet stand firm god bless you have a great week everybody have fun and stay safe